0: This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. I'm an evolutionary astrologer and an energy worker and a channel. And at tdjacobs.com you'll find programmed crystals to help open things up, channeled audio, courses, healing intensives, over a dozen books, lots of stuff, including sessions, coaching, energy work, all kinds of things there. Uh, I've been spending the last uh, 14 years or so developing, uh, 13 years, uh, developing tools to uh, help uh Us get our heads straight and get clear and advance along our paths, and that's what this MP3 is about today. Little, I debated about uh, with myself (laughs) for about ten days about whether or not I might share some of this that I'm going to share with you. Uh, It is personal, um, but it is uh, important because it's about um, it's about my own evolution of consciousness. It's about what I'm aligned with. It's about self-care. So it's actually germane to a lot of the things I do. I just sometimes when I have a personal story or a dear diary thing, sometimes I hold it back. And I just kind of, you know, keep my own counsel process on my own. Um, When I do share personal stories, the point isn't to, um, you know, uh, make friends, <laughs> you know, like my clients, my listeners, like know something personal. Like, that's not the point of it. Um, but I think that there are times when, uh, and all those Dear Diary things with the, uh, program crystals, you know, that fits with this. This is a little more personal. This is about food. Um, and anyway, it's just a little more personal, but I think it's going to be certain parts of it may be useful. So as I talk about eating raw food, I'm not trying to proselytize you. I really, like on a certain level, I don't care what anybody else does. Uh, and, And we all need to be in that space where we're focused on what works best for us. And so I'm going to describe to you just some elements of my process over the last, you know, I don't know, I guess maybe 12 or so years regarding different ways of eating, but focusing on this raw, this raw primal or raw paleo thing that, that, um, that I'm edging back into after having been out of it for several years for different reasons. There were two little, um, well not little, but two things that crossed my mind on a certain day. Oh, that's completely different as of the last 10 days now that I've gone back to eating uh, some raw animal products. Oh, yeah. And and I mentioned them to, I thought they were significant, and happened to mention them to my girlfriend, and she was really you know, impressed and happy, and so I realized, oh, that is that is actually maybe a bigger deal, so that's worth sharing. Anyway, that's my little uh, rambling uh, preamble, but so what I'm going to talk about, um, your brain may be uncomfortable with. I'm not doing this as a trigger warning. Um, it's fine if you're triggered, because if you're triggered, you need to heal something, but um, it's very common, because I'm going to talk about eating raw meat and raw dairy, and it's very common, you know. We've been trained to be very afraid of germs and parasites and all this stuff. I'm not going to, um, I don't, as a rule, uh, I mean, specifically, intentionally, I don't debate this with anybody. But as I said, I'm trying to find what works best for me. So um, I've done a lot of research over the years, and uh, when I lived in uh, Los Angeles, I. Um, uh, I don't know if I got involved or I was on the edge of uh, a community of people who were doing raw paleo, and so I learned a, a lot really quickly. But I wasn't ready to do a full transition because of, frankly, the my relationship with you know the emotional stuff that I was trying to work with. Because when you eat high-vibrating raw foods, the things in your system calm down, especially if you're eating raw meat, because there's a because of certain things about it. And um, you can't feed, like, you're not feeding those parts who are having those emotions. So it's like those parts of you who may be eating emotionally or eating certain vibrations or according to certain vibrational. You know, guidelines, so to speak. Hello, vibration. In order to feel justified in being unhappy, or they need a voice, and you're not sure how to deal with those feelings. So when you eat poorly, sometimes those parts of you—and this is in my case, obviously, otherwise I wouldn't be saying it—don't um, have a voice. It seems as if they don't have a voice, and they're not valid. So anyway, for some people, this, you know, stuff is is difficult to hear. But I'll tell you, it's even more difficult. To be in a negative space where you're eating low vibration stuff and you're not happy about it, and you remain unhappy about it. So anyway, I've just been all over the map with this over the years, and I feel like with with honestly with Saturn's recent ingress to Capricorn, um, uh, just before the winter solstice uh, this 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 uh, last month in December, I just something clicked in place, and I started connecting dots and getting it. Um how can I moderate, how can I not control, not shame or judge or tisk tisk? but how can I intentionally moderate the flow of emotions in me, past and present, my faculties now, but also what I've stored and what may be unresolved from the past. How can I intentionally work with that to ground it more? And I feel like this ingress of Jupiter into Capricorn has just really helped me. I mean, it's only been a few, uh, you know, three weeks or whatever. But, sorry, Saturn into Capricorn, Um, it just helped me kind of click things into place, and I feel really good. So I feel like I can I can tell some of this story. Um, I got involved with the with the the raw paleo thing when I met a woman I ended up dating, and this was in L.A. I met her in I guess two thousand six. So just about twelve years ago, and she kind of glowed, and I thought, well, I mean, her heart's open, so maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's what it is, right? And then I met um, her her siblings and some other people they knew, and they were all glowing. And I was like, what is going on? I was like, what is going on here? Um, at that point you know in my early 30s i was still i was like 3 years into this whole wake up wake up um g- it, uh, the lid off the intuitive faculties coming off, uh, open up to guides, learning to trust, realizing I didn't trust, blah, blah, blah. The whole story I've told many, many times and is actually uh, told in Seeing Through Spiritual Eyes, a memoir of intuitive awakening, uh, which was my first book that I put out uh, eight, just eight years ago now. And um, so I tell that story of how all this stuff started. Essentially, at the end of this seven-year process, I start talking about it in that book. Anyway, um, they all had this like glowy thing and they seemed like happy, <laughs> and I was like, I feel so different. But that looks—I mean—that feels great. And I—and I—it was part of my, you know, um, education about energy, right? Because when you carry trauma or pain, and it—and or if you know, or even if it's from other lifetimes, but it's buried and it's kind of bubbling up from under the surface and you're trying to keep it down because you feel out of control or you're not sure how to deal with it, whatever. And or you're eating low-vibration stuff and your relationship with your body is kind of shut down because you don't want to feel the tension that the inflammation is how it physically comes out of eating in certain ways, eating certain cooked foods or raw foods. I'm not like, again, I'm not trying to proselytize in, proselytize anybody, and but I want you to understand the effects of certain ways of eating and how they affect her consciousness, and so this meeting these people was like a wake up call. And over a couple weeks, you know, she told me um, just because when you start dating somebody, you have like opportunities to go eat and stuff. And so I was aware of this, and and within a few weeks, I found she invited me over. I found myself at uh, her family's house, and um, and uh, the three uh, with her brother, the three of us plus some I don't know, a, 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 somebody else was there too. And um, all of them ate this way. And basically, I remember the first time I ate raw beef, raw steak. And, um, you know, this was a huge wake up call for body awareness, for energy awareness. If it's high quality, if it's grass fed, if the cow has not been fucked with uh, or injected with shitty crap, if the cow is not, you know, if the cow is eating grass, that's natural. This is not factory farming beef. I don't go to like fries and like Safeway and you know, shitty stores and just pull something off the shelf and like sh- stick it in my mouth hole. I don't do that. It's high quality. It's a little more expensive, but it's totally worth it, as I will explain. So, anyway, it's very high vibration, and um, I felt something wake up in me. And they knew this, they knew something might happen. I would have some reaction because they also knew my brain was skittish. So, this was a little wake up call. And I flirted with this for a few years, and I had some really great experiences doing this, eating um, raw eggs, again, high quality, um, raw dairy, including cheese and butter, and raw heavy cream. And um, I did not get into raw coconut, but a lot of those people were into that. And now I eat raw coconut butter quite often, but, or off and on quite often, but, but it's certainly like something I'm aware of and, and have been into. And also uh, raw meat. I ate a lot of raw bison for a couple of years, um, and the raw beef, and uh, I think, yeah, I did edge in and out of sushi a little bit, just like raw fish, whatever, sashimi, not sushi, but sashimi, and I did have some good experiences, most notably, regarding the theme of this MP3, is that one of the teachings that comes through this raw primal diet, which is from this guy named Agenis von der Planets, which I'll, I'll talk about him in a, in a couple minutes. Um, he's he's famous in that world for being a champion of, you know, the right to choose healthy foods is, like, one of these m- movements and groups. And um, his website is uh, We Want to Live, so you can get a sense of, like, this, like, activist spirit about, you know, being able to choose whatever foods. And um, one, of the, one of the things that he talks about is... Um, How raw fats, um, to some degree, you know, like avocado and I'm assuming coconut, but but mostly like raw fat, animal fats and egg yolks and raw dairy, uh, like raw milk and cream, binds to excess hormones as well as toxins. So you should, so he he would say you should expect like a low grade cleansing over time if you're eating this way. But for me, I was noticing my problems with anger. And frustration. Now, on one level, I was kind of born with some markers of trauma. It's not everybody is messed up and you know stupid. You know, not everybody has this on the surface, but I did have it on the surface uh, to some degree for most of my life. And I was checked out. I was not in my body. I was afraid to be in my heart because what was there was a bolus of fear. Feeling that fear, I would become angry, and I become frustrated, and I couldn't take a joke. I couldn't take teasing as a kid. Now I tease my girlfriend all the time and I recognize um that it's okay. You know, it's playful, but I felt threatened because of these markers of trauma that I was carrying and they were unprocessed. So I didn't want to be in my body. So basically my brain and this is what will happen in many people, the brain will take over and then you believe you are your brain because it's looking out for you. It's working on your behalf. So, the way I was eating stimulated this anxiety. You wouldn't think it's anxiety. You would look at it and see that Tom has an anger problem. Or he's working really hard to suppress the truth that he has a problem with anger. That's how it would look. But it was fear and anxiety because of pain. And when you have been traumatized in some way, you react in this defensive, hypervigilant manner. So the way I was eating exacerbated that, that thing that was unprocessed. So by the time this you know, raw, raw meat and raw dairy came into my life, I was in some ways feeling really good, but I still had this thing I didn't know how to deal with, and I was always trying to keep it under the surface, under wraps. And it was really taxing and horrible. And I would draw these like Neptunian people to me, very sensitive, open people, who really sometimes couldn't handle being around me because of the vibrations I was carrying. It probably felt to them like anger and rage and whatever. And um, I do have a kind of a big energy field. of Of learned how to cultivate that and work it to begin energy worker. So there's a positive in there. But when most of this trauma crap was unprocessed, and then I was eating more or less a standard American diet, with some exceptions. Like there were a few years where I did vegetarian whatever, and um, I have juiced vegetable juices, not so much fruit but mostly vegetables over the years. So I, and I've eaten sprouts and I've done you know done some things, but I would retreat to this because of the not knowing what to do with the emotions and again, those parts of me felt like they needed a voice and they don't feel welcome if I feel good and I'm vibrating high and I'm eating raw food that doesn't exacerbate the inborn problem. The tr- the, basically the, the effects of trauma. So when I got into this raw thing, this was um about three years into um this whole wake up process. Like I moved to LA when I was uh, I guess when I was thirty. When I was thirty, and this all happened when I was thirty three. So I had already learned how to channel spirit guides. I was doing um what's it doing mediumship at that point? I think toward the end of this, you know, Toward the end of that beginning year, year and a half, I started mediumship because I remember I dated that woman for like a year. I didn't do the mediumship thing until after we split up and I lived in a different place. I just remember the logistics. But um, this stuff was happening and I was starting to get insights into how to raise your vibration, for example, grounding how important that was, Uh, meditation, how important it was to open the heart and what kind of pitfalls you might find, in my case, very often because you don't want to let go of things, you're not sure if you can trust so I was starting on this path through about three years in, and kind of still a novice, and um, this helped, this eating this way did help calm the anger and the fear and the frustration. I recognize, in retrospect, I had a cortisol problem, stress hormone, and that was the being on edge all the time. And that was why I was responding with anger so much. So uh, starting maybe four or five years ago, I started to get a handle on that through different routes, not using raw fats. So I kind of understand that more, and I don't really have that problem nearly as much, probably about 3% that I used to have. I used to be on edge all the time. It came in handy when I wanted to write a bunch of books because I had a ton of energy and motivation, right? But, but um, it's not healthy. It wasn't healthy at all. So I'm just thinking like, so in essence, if somebody were to ask me now, how did you put out, you know, ch- channeling and writing, you know, 15, 16 books in um, four years, under four years, like three and a half years? And the answer is, um, you're imagine yourself being wound up because of unprocessed trauma, on edge, Looking for something constructive to do with it, <laughs> with all that, with all that energy. Like imagine yourself, like, you know, finally there's something to direct your energy towards. So of course that's what it, you know, of course it was like an extreme thing. Pluto was transiting my third house, Jupiter and Capricorn. That's part of it. Like I was able to organize stuff in my brain and have com- and and develop more confidence that if I felt something mattered, it's you know it might be worth sharing to people. That kind of Capricorn realism and judgment, you know. Uh, grounded realism, but, and I even remember at a workshop with Steve Forrest where my name came out of the the drawing hat, and I received a reading from him in front of the group. I, he we, he talked about the Mars and Uranus square the nodes from the first house. He focused on the Mars, and um, the the uh, the anger and trauma and whatever. And uh, I told him I was eating. eating, I was eating, going out of my way to eat raw fats to calm it because it is a serious problem. It's like unresolved feeling and not feeling safe and, and whatever. So even as I did those things, and I was going back and forth between modes of eating, like more or less standard American diet, then into this, this raw stuff. And I, and I was even dancing with it uh, when I met um, my girlfriend in uh, 2011. And she has this picture of me eating a, a wrap. It's a collard green. So it's just like you know, really thick, dark green wrap with um, um, meat salad in it. It's got like sesame seeds and cayenne and cinnamon and meat and onion and avocado, like all mashed up together. And um, yeah, so I was eating that way, uh, off and on, when I met her. But part, you know, part of the, the 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 content of the emotional landscape has been exacerbated by by the relationship with her. And so I edged out of that, meaning meaning you know her presence in my life has stirred some of that old pain and loneliness and Pluto and Libra stuff and sadness and sorrow. And so, um, you know, it's no criticism on her and I take responsibility for it, but her presence in my life has caused me to face some things. And so I edged away from eating the raw stuff. And at some point it just didn't feel right anymore. Well, that's when I was in back in my brain and out of my body, you know, not fully inhabiting it because it was too hard to be there. So, um, yeah, anyway, it's just this whole, you know, drama about how you how willing you are to be in your body and how you deal with emotions and energies and how when energies come up within you, you respond emotionally and then is there a place for those things? You know, are you willing to hold space for them and actually process them and move through them and not just react with slamming the door in their face. These parts of you who have the pain or trauma or sorrow or anger. You know, are you willing to work with them and be mature, you know, have a mature uh, approach to them where you actually work through them? So, um, off and on, then I'd also had raw milk, uh, even when I wasn't eating raw meat and mostly raw goat milk. That works better for me. But, you know, if you're still eating with a low vibration, your body is being invested with this low vibration, and that vibration affects you emotionally, so that wasn't even comfortable most of the time, and it just, anyway, I couldn't stick with any of it, is what I'm getting at, because I couldn't let go of certain emotional things, and I didn't know how to process them, so, um, yes, I know that people seek help with readers and healers, and and I did that off and on, I've done that a number of times over the years, Um, you know, several times a year I do that with different people. But it just wasn't ever really getting to the core of it, because the, the key was my relationship with those parts of me and those emotions. So um, about, I want to say six weeks ago, I, I just realized that um, the way I've been feeling, I haven't, I've felt like a lot of depression and anger. I come in and out of it. My students and clients kind of, you know, know that this is this is something that I work with. And if you listen to these MP3s, you'll hear me talk about my own emotional processes. Some. And um, what's really happened, you know, the last few weeks is my relationship with those parts of me has changed. So I started coming back to the raw meat, and eating with it avocado and sometimes onion and then like greens and whatever, and tomatoes or whatever, like different different vegetables, but all raw. And I'm um, still eating some cooked food, but, like, started transitioning into that. And then two weeks ago, I upped it, got some raw cheese to go with it, still with the avocado, and I got raw milk and raw eggs and started uh, consuming those. And juicing, like, little apple, uh, maybe a little carrot, maybe a little ginger, but then a bunch of kale so the alkalizing green juice with the raw meat that's been, the, that's been the, the transition point so I'm able, I perceive to have more clarity and I'm able to do energy work more easily and the, the, the two things that, that I mentioned to uh, my girlfriend about the shifts one is um, I, I, I hadn't been going to the gym for like ten days during this whole process because I kind of hurt my foot and it was kind of annoying and with the sun going into Capricorn, I kind of decided to chill out and relax and not, like, be constantly on the go. Again, if you're eating a low vibration, you might be on edge. And for me, running around all the time and going to the gym every day and driving made sense. And now I'm more relaxed in this state. So anyway, I had to go do something downtown. And I remarked to her when I got back, oh, yeah, the two blocks from the parking space to, to go to this thing, um, my whole, like, carriage felt different. I felt, in my legs, very calm and like I was walking differently because I was more peaceful and the energy, you know, and it was just like this whole, like, peaceful, smooth thing. And when I walked, I just felt total. I felt like a different person. She was like, oh, that's really cool. And then I said, oh, and then she remarked that when I had done a little bit of Reiki for her in the middle of the night when she couldn't sleep, she said, oh, it was immediate, and I just was, you did that for just a little bit, and I went to sleep, you know, really peacefully. And I said to her, "What well, the other thing I've noticed is, I don't have to work to get out of the way to to let Reiki flow through me. So that's what she was like, oh, that's a that's a really big deal, too. And it's true. Like, I'm not, usually I have to, like, and the, what I'm saying is get out of my head, detach from that, critical voice in my mind that's trying to respond to how I don't feel good in my body or how my emotions are out of whack or this is happening to me or whatever. Um, You know, and I'm just able to like flow with that. And I've, I've noticed that. And even with the way energy work with clients and sessions is going, um, I'm better able to do more and unique things and hold those frequencies. Anyway. So it's just this whole thing about the effect of consciousness on consciousness of what you're eating. And for me I'm really I'm feeling really good. Like I've like I'm feeling good like I felt for pockets of time those years ago, you know, 12, 11, 10 years ago. Um when I had people who were teaching me stuff and I was learning stuff and there was a private raw grocery store in uh the edge of Venice and Santa Monica, like in Venice. Uh, but it was right, right at the edge, and um, it was a just, just. Oh my God, what happened to my mouth? It was just a, jeez, it was just around the corner from that giant Whole Foods, at uh, on Lincoln, at the edge of Venice. Anyway, um, and uh, I used to live there, live, you know, several blocks away from there too. So it was just easy to go walk there. And that girlfriend at the time worked there, so it was like this whole involved thing, and they were open twice a week for these certain hours, and you could go in and get your high-quality raw stuff. But it was a private place, because the state laws, you know, had a problem with raw dairy, et cetera. so you had to, like, sign this thing saying, I know that, the state thinks this will kill me, I accept responsibility, you know, everyone's off the hook, um... But yeah, so I had access to that community, and I learned a lot. But I wasn't, you know, again, emotionally ready to let go of certain things, or, or, you know, consciousness-wise, I wasn't ready to let go of certain emotional patterns and attachments and reactions. So, it's it's been quite a it's been quite a trip, and uh, I'm sure I will I'm not going to be a hundred percent militant about and and. Purist about anything because I'm not a purist, uh, and this leads me to the to the thing I really want to talk about, which is these ideas of shoulds and rules, and and the Saturn entering Capricorn. If you perceive that you should do something, you will have kind of one of two basic categories of response. One is, oh yeah, I know I should, and oh, and it's a self judgment because you're not doing it and you should. Well, the other kind of response is realistically understanding why you should. Like, is it really something I should do? Well, what does that should mean? And then you transform your relationship with it. You become mature because you're realistic and grounded. And you understand, oh, in my case, oh, it's not that I should eat healthy. Who cares? My girlfriend wants me to eat healthy so I'm around a long time. Whatever, that's awesome. You know, I mean, but, but like that's not the, that's not why I should do it. That's not my reason. So why would I do it? Why is it a should? Well, the truth is because I'm happier when I feel better. I'm more peaceful and I feel good, and that helps me think more clearly, focus on goals, get shit done, and I'm happier. And I'm less reactive to other people. So, so there's this whole, you know, I'm less reactive to stressful stuff. And even when anger does well up, has a couple times in the last, you know, two weeks, um, it used to be every day, several times. And, and, and it was really torture. Um, but now when it does, it doesn't feel like who I am. It's just like this thing, it's irritant, this thing that's happening. That's, that's drastically different for me. And it's all, about, it's all about the vibration of, of what I'm eating. So why should I do it? Because I want to invest in my health and happiness. And I'll be honest with you, because of some of the emotional stuff that I've dealt with over the years and the kind of nihilism uh, that I have r- um, routinely found myself plopped down into again and again, like the meaninglessness... That has had me not willing to invest in that. So why should I do it? Well, the best reason was somebody else said I should. Or yeah, I know that, you know, I'm a spiritual teacher and I'm I'm a channel and I'm helping people, as you know, as much as I do, I'm helping people um, get out of their own way and have more faith and be happier and healthier and trim bad habits and helping them connect to a higher level of truth. And when I'm working with them, I am connected to a higher level of truth. And yet then, when my emotional crap swells up, then I have to figure out how to deal with it. So why should I do it? Because why do I want to keep wasting my time being upset about things? So this has taken years to get a handle on. Not just learning this and practicing that, but and being exposed to this and trying that out. Not that, but just actually transforming my relationship with those parts of me, you know, to mature, to to sad. I'm 45 now. In many ways, I always joke in these MP3s and elsewhere that I feel like I'm like 8 or 10 years old. And um, it's true. I do feel like that. And I think that certainly in how I've, you know, had issues with emotional eating and reacted to the things I'm feeling on my body, not knowing how how to do it in better ways, you know, reacting with certain eating patterns and choices, um, I, I really have been uh, mostly immature about that. And then these you know lights shine through the clouds once in a while, these like sunbeams of, of uh, higher-level inspiration shine through, and I go juice vegetables and eat raw stuff and clean things up. But um, I kept retreating for all those years to this other place. So um, calm, clarity, intentionality not being reactive so i'm not defensive uh... this is what i'm cultivating now and i am working on uh... finishing up the chiron natal report um... which i had put out briefly in uh, 2011, but there were just other stuff. Some of this emotional stuff was in the way. Uh, and I ended up doing, I think, six of them. Basically, I did pre-orders, and then I just couldn't finish it. So um, so I did these six reports, and then I just couldn't like finish the whole thing. And, you know, write another 60 or 70,000 words after that point. It was just too much. So I've been working on that uh, kind of a lot since early December, is when I can and um, it's, it's over 100,000 words. And for context, the, the Chiron book is only about 90,000. And the Lilith book is about 90,000 as well. I think the Soul's Journey 1, I think, is fifty four or 56,000, I think. Um, so this is like quite a substantial thing. But um, yeah, I'm able to focus and work and actually get my, through intention, clear my head and get my, my head focused on the topic at hand. Like, there's one particular thing that's been interesting, one, one kind of thing that's been interesting to me, is that there's certain transits that aren't going to happen for a lot of people regarding Chiron in the short term. So I think I looked up one of them, and it was like, I can't remember what it was, but, but it had to do with transiting Chiron to natal Uranus. And, and the people, like, like transiting Chiron now is in Pisces. So it's going to head into Aries. Well, if you have Chiron in Aries now, you are in your 80s. So, I mean, the youngest ones, you think about people who are 84 having Uranus return at the end of Aries, they're 84. So the the you know the youngest people are probably 82, 83 years old. Well, um, anyway, whatever it was, now I can't think of straight of it, but I was thinking of clearly of a couple of weeks ago. So writing those sections of the natal report didn't make sense to me because it's not going to be till like the 2030s until this thing happen, this thing happens. So like another what 15, 14, 15 years. So part of me was like, oh, I can just do that later. but I have to do it. So this week I was able to say, okay, well, let me think about that. What would that look like? Nobody on the planet has this thing happening. What would that look like? And I was able to do it and, and write the thing out. So this ability to get things done and to focus, and it's clarity. It's not Saturn and Capricorn. It's that I responded to the questions Saturn and Capricorn has been asking, which is, are you realistic? Are you doing what you need to do? What needs to be done? Are you planning for the future? Are you you know working hard to create something that matters to you and that will serve others? And I responded with yes. I, I want to be like that. I want to do that. So uh, it's possible I'll do more... Uh, updates on this. Uh, I think it's. I think it's important. This stuff about understanding how to tweak your consciousness. It's not just program crystals on my on my site. Energetically, you know, infused stones and crystals. Uh, it's not just channel meditations. It's not just affirmations and energy work. Uh, it's not just channeled books where you, you know, your vibration gets a little tweaked. It's also what you're putting into your body. If you think about all those things, having a stone in your hand, you're consuming that vibration. You're letting that into your life. If you're listening to, you know, Jahudi's channeled stuff or me channeling Jehudi and/or Metatron, um, you know, energy work MP3s of various kinds, then you're consuming that. You're bringing that in. Well. You can make that a global, you know, that awareness of what you're consuming and what vibrations you choose a global thing in your life to cover all avenues and aspects. I, you know, sometimes I, because of my, self, my self-judgment about certain destructive eating patterns or unhelpful uh, relationship with food, kind of thing. Um, I imagine that other people who are involved in spirituality and whatever are like getting all this already, but I'm somehow this holdout who doesn't get it because I'm a child or I don't, you know, I'm immature or whatever. But, um, you know, maybe there are some people out there who are doing the let me have sessions, let me consume channeled stuff, let me do this, but maybe not recognizing that the consumption of what they actually physically put in their body. Uh, affects their vibration in serious ways. I do work with clients sometimes who are aware of the, who have judgments about what they're eating or when or why or how much or how often, you know, whatever. Uh, and I, I look at it as just part of the learning journey of how to manage and deal with your feelings and emotions. Um, I think returning to write the Chiron Report has helped me focus on how I view, or kind of a refresher, on how I teach about Chiron. And so I'm constantly writing in this report about how it's a it's about opening your heart and transforming your relationship with your own needs and letting others off the hook for not loving you in a certain way. And I realize that some of my, you know, we might say hang ups or some of those bump speed bumps in the road, um, that have had me kind of behaving in ways that don't really serve me and make me unhappy, some of those do have to do with my Perceptions of how others have and haven't loved me. So I think that it's all dovetailing together to get me to, you know, not just get over it, but to learn how to get through it that tension and pain and whatever. I'm also having dreams about unresolved situations with past girlfriends, a couple. And all and all that with whom I don't have contact anymore because, whatever they've decided, that's what they need to do, and um, I you know I have to I have to know that I'm loved even though I'm rejected sometimes, and that's my Chiron in the seventh in Aries, Uh, opposing Venus in Libra, and uh, you know I have to not believe. the the inner narrative that has a judgment of me based in those relationship issues. And uh, Chiron in the seventh can have a person not knowing what to do with his or her own Chiron. All seventh house planets indicate that you need others to bring that part of you out to activate that. And then you get to decide what is is going to be your response. So it looks like everybody else is suffering, but in reality it's those people are there and you're noticing their suffering because your relationship with your own suffering needs needs attention and work. So I have felt, through my work and in my personal life, I like am surrounded by other people's problems. And it's fine. as my job. It's fine. Like, I'm getting paid for that. There are boundaries. People ask me for help, tell me what they want, pay me, and we have a certain amount of time, and I do everything I can during that time, and then it's done. But in my personal life, this has been vexing, and that's why, you know, Part, partly, I mentioned this relationship that I'm in now, uh, has brought a lot of this stuff up, and this is part of it. So in writing the Chiron Report, I'm able to you know, keep returning to beating this drum of, yes, and it hurts, and you have to sort through. Uh, you have to sort through what is your responsibility regarding the suffering and pain of others versus what you... Anyway, it's just this whole dialogue that's getting reinforced in my head as if I'm doing affirmations or something, but I'm actually writing a new natal report. So I think that is the the end of this. I need to go eat something before a call in uh, 40 minutes. So anyway, thanks for your time and energy, and go to tdjacobs.com and uh, check out all the stuff I offer, all the tools uh, that I've... uh, Uh, spent uh, time and energy developing uh, to help you uh, work through what you need to work through in order to feel more clear and happy and to like yourself more. So uh, take care of yourself.